interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. This is Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Good Saturday morning. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Stu Kearns, your host. Glad to have you along. Uh, the, uh, the, the March weather keeps twisting and turning on us, but, but we're getting in some baseball. And uh, my guest today, uh, by the way, I'm able to have him as a guest because he's on spring break. And so it's good to have in studio with me, Dan Alberts. I'm thrilled to be on spring break. <laughs> Never thought spring break would have such a meaning. Yes. But uh, this teaching thing, I'm 135 days in. There's one quarter left. Whoa. So on one hand, it's gone incredibly fast when I think these three quarters is out of the way. On the other hand, there are some days, seven hours turns into 19 hours in feelings. So yes. both, cuts both ways. I heard that, that somebody said that uh, COVID, it's like dog years. Like, like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like two years is actually more like uh, 14 years or something like that. You know, to watch us, watch people all we, – we just – you know, maybe a week ago or two weeks ago, we did the mask mandate went off in Omaha schools. Mm. So just about the same time it did in LPS. Yep. Now, maybe about half the people still wear masks because it's not required, but you can. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they sort of look at the people like me who chose not, as soon as I didn't have to wear a mask. I wear this mask that Molly made. It's a cloth mask. Mm-hmm. And I didn't wash it terribly often, and I often <laughs> thought about. <laughs> Yeah, if I was going to get some infection from this mask, it's from the mask, not yeah. from the anything that's in the air. It's just plus, a, it, plus, it cracks me up. We half the kids would have their masks on, but they'd have it below their nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, now how's this work? Yeah, this uh, this is kind of remedial biology, but uh, I think we breathe in and out of our nose. Is isn't that true? You're Mister Science over there. It's just funny how it played out. You're looking yeah. at everybody, and they said, "Well, we got to have a mask mandate." So look, half of them don't have their mask, and then we'd say to them, "Put your mask up." Of course, they just walk on. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are you going to do if they don't? Yeah. Well, that. <laughs> Uh, I think that's the answer we found out when you, when you walked into Walmart and you walked into all the different stores where it's like, right? Is, I mean, is there a mask mandate? Because it sure doesn't look like it. Doesn't mask look like this. I no, don't know. No, it's a it strange look. world when we did that. But 30, 40, let's see, one quarter left. So nine weeks, 45 days, 44 days actually of school. Some days I'm counting down how many days there is. On the other hand, I just got yesterday, I just got my contract, a contract offer for next year. And Ooh. I have to make it. If, I, I I suspect it'll be a job whether I sign this or not. But um, uh, going to be in with my daughter, deciding to do it another year. This contract offers what they do with teachers is you got 15 days to agree, mm-hmm. and then once you agree, you're in unless they let you out. Mm. So it's a locked in. Gotcha. So I really it's the first time I've thought about. Would I do this again? Yeah. So, and what are your initial thoughts? I am all just all over the place. I want to be with Molly. I want to. I think I'm a good teacher. Um, I love the kids, even the ones that hate me. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or, uh, but um, doing 180 days, boy, man, when that bell. Well, you know, the bell rings. It's like Pavlov's dogs, man. You, 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 you. Seven times a day, you'd be right here doing this yeah. the moment we tell you. Yep. 
for somebody who hates to be controlled. (laughs) Is there, if you look under free spirit in the dictionary, there's a picture of Dan Alberts right there. And now I'm, now I'm responding to a bell seven times a day, every day. Is that, is that good for you? Is that, does that, is that, is that good for your free spirit? You know, the, the overall experience has been great for me. I mm-hmm. had not recognized how rutted, how, when you're not, when you've done the same thing for quite a p- period of time, you don't realize how, I didn't realize how rooted I'd become in habit, mm-hmm. how much I thought I knew what other people were doing that I hadn't, w- was not experiencing. You know, mm-hmm. if you do the same thing every day, when I did the same thing every day, I became much more knowledgeable about people I knew nothing about. Mm. I had opinions about them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in a different environment, and I realize I know very. I've, I've had this happen to me before. I know very little about what other people are saying or doing and why. Mm. And if I don't go out and live with them, integrate with them, I don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think I know more when I'm st- sitting on my porch, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to just talking to the same people every day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which, which, that was, we had that conversation with the beginnings of COVID and how that happened in your neighborhood and yeah. a lot of neighborhoods, people yeah. getting actually reacquainted outdoors. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and our neighbors did it. But again, that becomes then just a small group of people that then know every, they, they, they create a culture. Mm-hmm. They're not infected by anyone else. Mm-hmm. And then they get enclosed. Yep. That's just what's the free spirit about this job is not seven times a day answering to a bell. It's, living with 125 to 30 teenagers that are all over the place daily mm. that impact me in ways I hadn't been impacted before. Mm. What it's done is caused me to, over time, caused me to relax about a lot of things. Mm. <laughs> truly. Yeah. I mean, I truly am more flexible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's something about we're all, I've, I have a saying, one of my, I have a lot of sayings. One of my sayings is that, None of us likes to admit it, but we're all kind of control freaks. Oh my God! We, oh. we we like to have control over everything, and there's there's a kind of a you know there's there's a point of acceptance where you just accept the fact that I have actually very little control, and in fact, if we're honest, I can barely control myself sometimes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like I want that cupcake really bad. I mean, I can barely control myself, and yet and yet, why is it then that we're frustrated because we can't control things around us when it's patently obvious that the ability to control things is, let's just say, minimal. Minimal. Yeah. I have a kid. I mean, kids will walk in my room, and these are all good people, so no, I'm not criticizing any of it. But a, a kid walks in, and halfway through the class, he gets up and starts out the door. <laughs> okay, well, okay. I say, at first, I'll say, hey, wait a minute. Come back and sit down. <laughs> he says, no. <laughs> well, see, now you're at a moment of... What are you going to do? Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't say come back and sit down because now if he says yeah. no, now we're at a loggerheads. Yeah. Okay? And I have no power. Not yeah. really. Yeah. I might later in the day, you know, now what I'll do is the next, if I find him in the hallway or her in the hallway, the next day I'll say, you know, I really missed you when you left yesterday. Mm. Okay? Ooh, I like that. Well, yeah. but that's what's available to me. Yeah. Yeah. To have a relationship. Yeah. But if I take them on head on in an environment where you don't have 
control uh, the, the control you think you should have mm -hmm. or, or yeah. i thought i should have well then you got to learn to do something else yeah yeah which was, is, which ends up always being the truth right you don't yeah. have control over your kids you don't have yeah. control over your spouse you yeah. have to build a relationship yeah that, <laughs> that that's yes. how you have some influence yes you know i think in three years of teaching i only had one kid walk out it was my second day <laughs> and and he just didn't like where he was in the seating chart and he just got up to leave. I'm condensing the version. As he as he walked out the door, you know, I I just reminded him. I said, "If you leave, you're not coming back." And and he, I think he said some version of "screw you" or something that was similar to that. Yeah. And then that was it. He never came back. And and I, you know, as an English teacher, you're always thinking, you know, I know you need English credits to graduate. I know. So, uh, but it was, you know, that was it was beyond uh, my control. And he did not come back. There was no getting back into the class. Uh, I wasn't going to do that to the rest of the students. Once in a while when I get confronted with it, my students and I are close enough now where if I do something that they know, they'll say to me, why would you do that? Mm. Do, you not, do you not know what, that's, what, that what means he was or, doing yeah. just before he came here? Mm. Why would you do that to him? Mm. I say, well, because he left. <laughs> as if that was the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what he did? You know what his parents just did to him yesterday? No. And then they'll someone might quietly tell me something. I say, oh my god. Yeah. And I'm mad because he left the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> we we call that context. Oh my. God. And context matters, doesn't it? Oh. Yeah. See, all that stuff was missing. It's so easy to stand on the sidelines, and and look in. Yeah. And and describe and have an opinion about what the other person's doing. I yeah. do that way less. Um, but I get to stay, sit with my daughter every day in the hallway. We laugh about the screw-ups we make. <laughs> She'll say, Dad, why did you do, why did you do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you knew that was never going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but at the time. <laughs> at the time, well, I think I'm so right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I've learned a that's ton. Right. And whether I go back next year or not, to be to be to realize we're three quarters of the way through, to realize it's contract season for next year, to realize we're really short of teachers, also to recognize that they offered me a contract back. Gee, mm. There's always this little bit of I mean, I'm a non tenured teacher. Yeah, you know, you get evaluated umpteen times. Mm -hmm. You know, they say you're proficient. See, I never know what the word means. You mean I was good? In, does that mean I showed up? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was yes, in the yes. right room. Yes, it does. <laughs> That's what it means. So I think so the, uh, so, the, yeah. bar, the bar is pretty low these days. Okay, <laughs> hey, we got to take a break. Okay. Uh, Stu Kearns, Dan Alberts. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go all over the map here. We're going to talk, actually, we're going to talk a little baseball too. Right, one, but two. the big thing is in Ukraine. And uh, uh, I, 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 I do want to talk about that a little bit because I, I think. Uh, well, it's, it's probably the biggest thing that's happening right now, right? Oh, my God. It's, it's huge. Yeah. And so uh, we'll, we'll, I'm going to pick your brain on that, all kinds of things. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. we got uh, Stu Kearns talking with Dan Alberts here on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Keeping the topics lively and the conversation civil, this is Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We are back at the Friendly Fire Saturday, talking with Dan Alberts this morning. Uh, I, I, you know, you have so many jobs. I could say Dan Alberts' lawyer, or Dan Alberts' engineer, or Dan Alberts' uh, personal mentor, or but now it's Dan Alberts' teacher. Teacher. 
So. Central High School, Omaha, my, my mom went to school. I go there. I'm there at 710 every morning. Mm. Okay, so, I mean, I leave the house. At, I leave the house just when Jack first comes on after the weather. So mm-hmm. if I'm not in my car when Jack first says the date, good morning, and here's our show. Uh-huh. Then I'm, I know I'm a little behind. Yeah. So, by the way, they're kicking it on the LNK today with Jack and friends. Aren't That's, they fun together? It's what? a good. It's a. It's a great combo. Great. And so yes, uh, it and, is. And uh, and by the way, speaking of which, uh, don't forget Saturdays are all local programming now, unless there's sports preempting things, which can still sometimes happen with baseball and so forth. But uh, but you got a full uh, KLN lineup here of the live local programming, and today. that's unusual. Yes. Very unusual. Now, hey, it's spring break, okay. so you get to do some things you don't normally do. Yes. And one of those things was they go to the baseball game. I go to the baseball games. I've been to two of them. Now, yeah. I left in both cases. <laughs> what, what was it? Uh, when we played New Mexico State last. Was that Wednesday? Yes, it was okay. Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, the Wednesday game I left after we were behind 5-2. to two. We made it yes. there in the eighth, seventh inning. Scored two runs. That made it 5-2. to two. Yep. I figured we're done. Yep. So I leave. And by the way, at that point in the game, I was there too. And actually, I left at the same time because we had one hit. I mean, into the eighth inning, and we've got one stinking yeah. hit. And we hadn't been – and our our prior games did not suggest we were going to come back. Yes, yes. <laughs> but finish the story. Well, because... then, then I – so so I got to go to both – I got to go to both games. My beautiful weather. Yeah. I mean – so I love it, and and Wednesday the fans were there. It was almost a, it wasn't full, but it's recorders full. I bet you mm-hmm. that was really yeah, fun. Yeah. So I get to do that. I got to have coffee with people during the week, people that I hadn't seen forever. I mean, a lot of kids I mentor, I haven't been able to be with. So I've had a great week of doing that. I sleep till like six thirty or something. <laughs> this morning when I got up at six thirty, I said, "Geez, most." Next Monday, I'll have to be halfway to Omaha by now. So, oh. so that I'm thinking about, man, I really got to catch my wind here. <laughs> so. Six thirty. Oh boy, I am so not a morning person. I uh, just oh, that would that would if I had to wake up at what you wake up usually. Well, I'm at five. I, no, I'm at oh, five. At five, five o'clock. No, a quarter to five. I'm sitting there ready to get up. Wow. And I and I don't have to set an alarm. What time do you go to bed? Like seven o'clock or something? <laughs> or what do you? Well, I'm I'm probably asleep now by nine thirty. Yeah. But uh, and so I actually that's been good for me. To, I get a really good night's sleep. You know, if I didn't sleep really well, I would not make it through a week of. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm there at seven ten. I tutor till four thirty. Then I drive home. Not, to, I'm not complaining at all. I like my days, but they are draining. I mean, I yeah. see. I work with lots of people I really enjoy, but they're very difficult, and they yeah. wake me up at night. Mm. Children, we we do not. You know what it is, Stu. I and I love my parents for this. I got to come home to two parents. Even though I would have said they were very difficult, they loved me. My home was safe, yeah. both physically and psychologically. Yeah, my meals were on the table. My bed was clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they were there and they were going to be stable. Yeah, they loved me. Yeah. Oh my God! And so to see a bunch of people try to come in and learn mathematics when they don't have half of that. Yeah. Just, I have no idea. And see, people say, well, you can't feel guilty. I said, well, I don't know why I can't feel guilty. This isn't fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My parents used to tell me, "It's for you, it's the luck of the draw. Mm. You could have been anywhere. 
but yes. you're here's where you are. You're in Nebraska on a farm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, I do want to talk about Ukraine a little bit. Yeah. And one of the things, the humanitarian crisis. Uh, okay, I was trying to think of word pictures here to to kind of understand because so far they've, we're, we're we're nearing three million people who have fled to Ukraine into Poland and other places. Okay, think about that. Nebraska has less than two million people in the whole state. What if what if South Dakota were invading us, and 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 the whole state had to go to Kansas to find refuge? I mean, it's it's just hard to picture exactly what a three million person refugee in in just a few weeks. What that the the humanitarian crisis that's being created by this invasion. You know, and think about the people in Poland that are doing, I mean, that took, has taken most of them. Mm-hmm. First of all, what a great blessing they are to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I, it seems to me like we're so unaware right now of what's happening and what the risks are. Mm-hmm. Um, many of my students, if I say, and I, and I don't blame them, so don't take, because if I said, what do you think, what do you think about Ukraine? Yeah. They might ask me, "What's Ukraine?" <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm t- telling you the truth. Yeah. Our yeah. unawareness, even mm-hmm. when it's on the news all the time, is scary to me. Mm-hmm. My parents used to tell me, "Look, you either you either become either understand the world and what drives these decisions and what people are like, or you're going to don't expect to be in a free society very long." Mm. And that seems to be the biggest threat to me is our misunderstanding or lack of understanding of what's going on. I mean, this is a huge risk. It's a terrible thing. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Putin, whether you like him or not, he knows exactly how to just push the buttons just yeah. enough that we all stand on the side, which is what we're doing, right? Yeah. Let's get him everything he needs as long as we don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we don't want to be aggressive toward him, even though he's invaded his neighbor country. Yeah. And so he can be as aggressive as he wants to be, but boy, we've got to be careful. We don't want to, we don't want to poke him. And it's like, oh, at what point do you say <laughs> it's too late? You know, he's uh, the, one of the things, this is one of the things, and I don't know if it's a Republican Democrat thing or whatever it is, or a hawk or a dove thing or whatever, but, but it, it seems like, we love to tell other countries who are our adversaries what we won't do. And and right. and Putin knows how to play that like a song. Well, we make it pretty easy to right, we say here's what here's the playing field. We won't do this. We won't do this. Yeah. All right, so so he says, "Okay, well, I trust that you won't do that, so I'm going to go do what I'm going to do because I don't play by your rules." Exactly. I don't care about your rules. Yes. You're you're actually stupid. Yes. Okay, and w- <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if we think we're not at risk, I just think I don't know what we're thinking. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Let me ask you. Do you think we're are are we is the United States the leader of the world? Well, you know, I mean, that's kind of the question, right? Over the last couple of decades, is that what role do we play as the lone kind of superpower? I'm not sure that's true anymore. Uh, whether China's a superpower or or how that you know how do you define that? But but I think one of the things that we've always always have believed is that. Again, after World War II, we didn't conquer Europe. We restored Europe. That's what we do when we engage in these battles, is we try to restore countries to uh, self, 
you know. Yeah, self-regulate, self-decide. Yes. So. yes. And so there is something fundamentally different about what the, the power that we have, about the values that we have, and about the way – not that we do it perfectly. Don't get me wrong. I don't think we do it perfectly. But we do it better than anybody else in history to have that amount of power and that amount of, 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 of value for freedom that instead of conquering and taking, we conquer and give back. But that's – in paradox, well, I know it's paradoxically. That's why we have the power because of mm-hmm. how we handle the power. Yeah. Well, you have the power because we treat it with yeah. a blessing as a as a gift, mm-hmm. with respect. Yeah. I don't. It seems to me like we're walking. We're not understanding that much anymore. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, we'll do everything for you, Ukraine, except uh, really do anything that'll stop anything. Yeah. He knows it. We know it. Yeah, it's, it seems like we're taking the idea that we're a superpower or the leader of the world and sort of punching it right in the face. I don't yeah. know what the answer is, yeah. but I don't think what we're doing is putting us, keeping us in that position. Do you think yeah. we should be in that position? Uh, that's a good question. We're gonna, let's take a break and let's come back with that question. What what is that proper role? And uh, and by the way, did you see President uh, uh, Zel- uh, Zelensky. Vladimir Zelensky's uh, uh, speech? No, I didn't. Well, I I did. I I watched it, and I'll I'll give you a little synopsis there. But, uh, boy, if there was ever a man for the times, it's him. It's 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 him, uh, like we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, a little break here, and we'll come back with Dan Alberts. It's a friendly fire Saturday here on uh, fourteen hundred ninety nine point three KLAN. Interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns. 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back. Talking with Dan Alberts today. And before the break, we were talking about uh, Ukraine and Zelensky and everything. And I, I did watch the speech that he gave. and uh, To the U.S. Congress. To the U.S. Congress. So you got all the representatives and senators in one room. He's, he's on the big screen. Um... And it was a concise presentation. Uh, it was it was spot on. I heard that he had, when he had spoken to the Canadians that he did the whole thing in English, and that uh, that was a little bit of a stretch for him. He speaks English, but it isn't as maybe as good as it could be. So, so it started off with an interpreter then, and he kind of walked through all the things and challenged you know them to to just imagine you know Pearl Harbor and and nine eleven. And this is happening on a regular basis in this country. Uh, and the, the bombs are flying. And then he said, I've got a short video I want to play for you. And then he showed a, a video with, with some moving music behind it. But the images were, were the power. There were images of before and after. So you'd see a scene of a park or something of a family and then balloons and the children. And then, and then there would be spliced in what it looks like now. And just over and over, buildings that were there and then buildings being bombed. And just just clips of this. And then so they cut away then from the thing. And then he finishes his remarks in English. And so now he's speaking directly to the Congress and he's telling them, you need to lead. You lead the world and you must lead the world in peace. And I thought that's such a he if you get a chance to watch it on YouTube, it's uh, it's outstanding and and he knows what he's probably going to get and what he's probably not going to get but he asks for it and he says give us a chance 
Give us the opportunity to defend ourselves. We're not asking for any boots on the ground. We're asking you to give us the materials we need to fight for ourselves, to fight for our freedom, to fight for all of you. Uh, because if you think he's going to stop here, you know, that's, that's foolishness, right? Uh, and, and it's so funny. In such a polarized era between right and left and Democrat and Republican and so forth, every single person in that room stood, stood up and cheered, standing ovation for this man. And in the aftermath of that, you would see multiple press conferences with Democrats and Republicans standing side by side saying, we have to do as much as we can do. This, uh, this, is, uh, this is serious, and, and, and we have to do something. We have to take action. I wonder so. if you can have unification without disaster. Mm. I mean, see, we're highly split. And yep. I always wondered, can we ever come back together? Maybe, maybe it only comes out, out of just a deep something that overcomes everything else that you thought was important. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is what it takes. Maybe that's what World War II did. It made us all come back mm-hmm. together. I mean, I wonder yeah. if it happens because you collaborate. I don't. I never see that happen. Yeah. It happens out of stress, yep. strife. And maybe that's maybe there's a silver lining, yeah. as terrible as it is in all of this. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm really, <clears throat> I'm worried that um, I don't know if we have the kind of leadership, and I don't know what levels I'm talking about it at. I'm not pointing at President Biden or anyone. I'm just saying I, the leadership better be highly in tune. They better be highly educated, mm-hmm. and they better be. Have wisdom of Solomon because yeah. there is so much at stake. Yes, I mean, you know, will he will he use nuclear bombs? Would we use nuclear bombs in a moment if yeah. we had to? If he yeah. did, then we'd say, "Well, we have to." Well, we none of us can live through this. Yeah, right. I mean, the stakes are very high. Oh my God! It's yeah, un- unbelievable. Yeah, but I don't think they're getting any less because we don't. I mean, he. This is like a cancer. Yes. And yeah. either you take aggressive action to stop the cancer or it's just going to... It's just going to spread. It's going to spread. And we don't. I don't know if we don't understand that or if we're, our hands are tied or... Because I don't think our present strategy, it's not effective, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's certainly... I mean, again, the the grit of the Ukrainian people to whatever, whatever resources they have right. uh, to actually slow down the Russians... And, uh, and at least give them pause as to what they do next. You know, uh, when you were talking a minute ago, the, the pastoral moment that came to me, you know, people always want to know um, why, uh, you know, why does suffering come in my life? And why does God leave suffering in the world and so forth? And it's, it's kind of an impossible question to answer because it's really too deep for us. But, I, but there are certain things that we can say, and you just said one of them, and that is that it is true there is nothing... Joy sometimes and beauty can can unite us, and that's true. Um, but pain and sacrifice unite us as well. Even if you think back at the first two weeks of COVID, it's like, okay, well, yeah, I'll I'll do a little something to to pitch to, in to pitch in to make this happen. And people are given masks, and people are making masks, and people are, and then all of a sudden, it kind of fades, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it becomes yeah. about yeah. politics. Nine eleven. Yeah. Same thing, yeah. We yeah. all came together for a while, but yeah. we, don't, we don't. So what, I would say this. Uh, 
one of the things I always tell people, I don't know why God, you know, why the trouble in your life is there. Uh, if God, I believe God has a purpose for everything that happens. And, and one of those purposes, I think, of all trouble is it's clarifying. You, okay, if I told you right now, Dan, you got cancer, you got a month to live, you would clarify. Yeah. <laughs> You'd, right? Absolutely. You'd say, okay, I'm going to line up what I need to do, and yeah. I'm going to step in that direction. Yeah. You yeah. Know, once I once I got out of the f- fetal position, out of <laughs> yes, crying, yes. yes. But that's what I. Would yeah. Do. yeah. Years ago, you recommended I read a book called Last Lectures. Yes. And uh, I oh, assume yeah. you you read it and then yeah, said this is great. So I did read it, and I used I titled a sermon series after it. Uh, but but that's kind of the idea of Last Lectures, isn't it? Right. He right. Is, he knew he was gonna. So I'm. He's telling all the students, "Here's what I'm doing. Here's yeah. here's what you do." Yeah, and it's really a clarification about how to live a life. It's yes. just just that we avoid it. Yeah, when we don't think there's a timeline. Yes, <laughs> right. We, I mean, but what if you what if you knew we know there's a timeline, but we don't know what the timeline is. But what if we lived every day with the intention that the timeline yeah. drives us with? Yeah, we'd get much more done. We would yeah. be much more prioritized. Mm-hmm. I spend way less time hanging out at a bar waiting for six o'clock. So yeah. whatever people do, I, yeah. that's always my image of people that said, geez, really, yeah. this is what you do. That's, right? that's it. That, right. This yeah. is how you spend your, or, or watching a TV show for the 45th time or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Instead of going into the other room, once in a while I'll catch myself, Beth and I, because we're remodeling our house, she'll be in one bedroom upstairs and I'll be in the other one. We each have a television in there. And once in a while, I'll, I'll be sitting there watching some show I've seen 10 times instead of walking in that room mm. where she's at yeah. and just saying, okay, let's play cribbage or let's, yeah. what if I couldn't play cribbage with you? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. these, these moments when it's going to be you and I and we're home and we have time are limited. Yeah. Yeah. There, by the way, there's a commercial on lately that plays on this theme. It's, uh, hey, at the end of your life, you know, you're going to reflect on all the things you bought. And it's like, well, no. And then I think, okay, well, what are you going to reflect on? He says, you're going to reflect on all the places you didn't go. You know, and so it's, okay, it's, so is it the stuff that I buy? No. Is it the, well, it's the experiences that I have. Well, kind of. We all know it's it's the people. It's the people. I Yeah. You could travel the world, and if you weren't yeah. doing it with people you loved, would you, would you really enjoy it that much? One thing, one one uh, thing about being at Central High School with my daughter teaching, this is the biggest. This will be my biggest memory. Um, I hug her every morning when I, okay, she's standing outside her door. I come. I'm standing. I don't have a door or room. I have to walk around. But she, we we wait until there's a bunch of people in the hallway, and then we hug each other and. Like mm-hmm. we do all the time. Yeah. At first, people because they didn't know we were father daughter. Mm-hmm. Those two are hugging each other. Like, <laughs> who should we tell? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, but over time, we started to recognize it. It's re, we do that. That's who she and I are. But mm-hmm. it turned out that it's a really valuable thing to everyone else. People just wait for us because there's a there's a yearning. Yeah. That. Oh, I want to be close to people who mm-hmm. would hug each other. Yeah. With sincere affection. Affection. Yeah. It's a magnet mm-hmm. because it's so missing, I think. Yeah. And now people, did you guys hug each other already? Yeah. Did I miss it? 
You know, in the old days, I feel like, I mean, you know, again, you're doing things publicly. I feel like you could have hugged a student or something like that. Right. But I, I don't know that you could do that these days. Well, could we, you? We, we, suspicion, we have suspicion about everything. Yeah. Jeez, I touch a kid on his shoulder just to get his, wake him up at his desk. Don't touch me. Yeah, that's what we've created now. Whether we think that, if that's what we think is the best thing to do, it doesn't seem to make any sense to me. No. Why wouldn't I not touch you? Am I? Yeah. But it's because we're, we're, we don't trust people. We don't. There's an underlying distrust. Yeah. Kids yeah. ask me, this is another one. I'll go in every morning and say, I enjoy, I'm so glad to be here with you. It's taken me three-fourths of the year to finally get kids to say, you're just saying that. <laughs> and I'll say, you know, there are some days I just said that. That's right. But most days I mean it. Why? And then their next question, why would you mean it? Hmm. I'll say, you know, I can't tell you for sure. I'm just telling you. I'm standing right where I'd want to be because you're in this room. Mm. That that seems like almost an impossible chasm to cross. Mm. They don't – you want to know why kids are distant or mm. why they're on their phones staying away because if you have that belief that no one mm-hmm. – no adult would really choose to be with me unless they had to, which mm. is what I'm hearing on a regular basis. And I believe that's what they think. No mm. wonder they're yeah. – see, I never had that belief. I thought my teachers liked me. I thought they were yeah. glad to be there. Yeah, yeah. I never – I thought my parents enjoyed being at the breakfast table. Yeah, yeah. But these kids, that's not what they – that's not their world. Yeah. Isn't that – to me, that's, that's just pathetically sad. That is, that's that's what we have created. Got to, one last break, uh, then we'll come back, maybe do a shameless plug, okay. and then we'll wrap it up here. Stu Kearns talking with Dan Alberts. Good to have you along here on 1499.3, the voice of Lincoln, KLIN. Bringing you local voices to break down the news of the week. Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3, KLIN. Rolling right along on a Saturday morning, uh, talking with Dan Alberts here. And uh, by the way, Dan Alberts is the sorbet of guests. Every once in a while, you know, that when you when you have a fine meal, then you, you the sorbet clean, cleanses the palate so you can enjoy the next course. And uh, D- Dan, I just need to have Dan in here regularly. Okay, basically just because he's my friend and I like to talk with him and uh, we love to hang out. But... He is the sorbet of guests Thank because uh, so we we just kind of cleanse the palate periodically, and uh, and uh, and I can't get him to sub for me any now anymore for, because he's teaching up in Omaha. Yeah. So I got to get him on these breaks. So uh, that being said, do you have anything you want to plug today, or are you plugless? I yeah, I would plug educators, education. I I mean, we can we all got opinions. I read an editorial this week about how we should read create what's going on in education. Here's the thing about teachers. Everything you say about education, they take personally. Mm. I've realized that. They think it's them as an individual. Mm. My daughter's one of those teachers, and that woman works her tail off, as does our colleagues. So maybe we should change education in the process. Mm. But my plug is that doesn't mean individual teachers aren't. Mm. They're there because they thought they could do something. Yeah. Yeah. It's in their hearts. Yeah. So I plug them. Absolutely. I'll, so. I'll second that emotion. The uh, my, By the way, my brief plug is it is the season of Lent, 
And mm-hmm. I know there are special uh, Lenten services that are taking place and so forth. We're, we're doing some uh, lament services. Uh, a good chunk of the poetry of the Bible is something called lament. And it's just like what it sounds. It's uh, the, a lament asks a couple of fundamental questions. One of those is, God, where are you? And God, what are you doing? Because this doesn't make any sense to me. And, and it's weird. The, in the Psalms, they speak a lot this way. And, and when you read it, you kind of, it kind of rubs you the wrong way. Like, yeah, yeah. well, is that how you're supposed to talk to God? Well, I've got news for you. Yeah, you can talk to God that way. He can handle it. And, uh, and, he's, and, and uh, David and the other psalmists regularly write this way. And, uh, and I think that's one of the, you know, a lot of times you read different parts of the Bible. If you read the Psalms, you see the whole range of human experience and emotions, including, God, where are you? Because right now I don't see you. And, uh, and okay, I'm going to trust you even though I don't see you. But, I, but no, this doesn't make any sense to me. I, what are you up to? I'm not he's sure. On vacation. What's that? Is he on vacation? I, what, you, did, he, did he just duck his head? And, see, <laughs> we, we wonder. <laughs> and, and we're not the first ones to wonder. And, and God's shoulders can handle those questions. Uh, he is real. Uh, he is powerful. Um, but we lapse in our faith. And we ask the, and, and, you know, sometimes we even might sin in asking questions. And that's, you know what? He'll, he'll, he'll live with it. He, he knows how to forgive those sins. He, they don't, he's not driven away by those kind of questions. I mean, we're not so powerful that we can push him out the door. <laughs> the, I thought I was. Yeah. Darn. You, you could try. <laughs> but that was. Yeah, it's just like those kids uh, that uh, you're yeah. telling I, you know, I care about you, and like I don't know why you would, right? But you I, do, right? And it's it's so. I wish I wish, you, and I I don't know that I, I know there's a separation between church and school, but there's something. Mm. I don't want to get into all that, but they need a they need some over relying belief that's mm-hmm. past what's happening to them daily. Yeah, that's how you make this world make any sense. Yeah. And that's been squeezed out of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's, it, it, well, it's interesting that uh, Young Life uh, meets at our building, the yeah. Zion building on Tuesdays. And uh, the leader, I don't really talk with him that much. Great guy, Chris Rolla. Um, he, he paused the last time he visited because I was in the hallway and he said, hey, I want you to know something. In a time of COVID where kids are at home and everything's kind of messed up. And he said, but when we could have club here, Coming to into your building and having Young Life Club was an anchor for these kids of relationships and people who care about them and some adults who care about them in their life when they're maybe when we school is on Zoom or whatever. And he said, I just you need to know that you letting us use your building really made a difference in the lives of a lot of kids. Do you think it's do you think it was the building? Well, um, no, you're a pastor. What do you think yeah. that what what was he reaching to that was really what was really driving what, what he was telling? You know, uh, well, you know, a, a building is just a tool. And I and I know a lot of churches who view this tool called the building as a sacred place that well, we've got to take care of it and we don't want to monkey with it and we don't want to get it messy and we don't want to and I I'll just say I want to take care of the building cuz I want it to last, but I want to use the the heck out of it. I want it to be a gathering place. I want it to be, a, it's just a tool, so let's use it. And, and in particular, it's a tool for relationships, for teaching, for all the things that people do together. 
And so that togetherness, which has been kind of attacked during COVID, uh, churches need to be the place, safe places where you relate, you encourage, you cry, you learn, you, uh, you know, encourage all the, all the different things that humans do. Uh, I think that's a facility has its role. And, and a lot of churches don't let their facility do that role. Uh, so uh, I'm grateful to the, the leaders of the church who agree that that's a good thing. I wish that those church and everyone in those buildings like that they could say, look, we can argue all day long, but, but before we leave this place, leave each other. We're going to shake hands, look each other in the eye, and say, I'm glad you're here. See, we, yeah. something's missing right now in that. Yeah. It's not about arguing. It's not about disagreeing. It's about not realizing there's something more valuable than any of that that mm-hmm. we're living for. We know it's true somewheres, mm-hmm. but it's lost right now. We, I see it in the school building. I say, okay, you know, we're all here. We're all, we have to get along, and we need to get along, and we're happier when we do get along. doesn't mean you don't disagree. And see, that's, there's a yeah. religious fa- There's a spiritual factor in that. Yeah. And as soon as you say religious, then everybody <laughs> jumps, pulls back. Yeah. But see, it's missing. Something's missing. Yeah. And to me, it's something bigger. When my daughter and I hug each other, it's because we have a belief that's deeper than our next disagreement. And we, yeah. remind, we, we remind that of each other every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. That, I, that's awesome. We're just about out of time. But uh, thank you for coming in today. Oh, this is fun. Yeah. It's oh. good for me. And yeah. read my eyes. A sex 610 Jack Monday morning. Just when you come on with time and temperature and Mm -hmm. what's going to be for the day and what's on your show, I'll be just taking off out of our driveway 52 miles to Omaha Central. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be thinking of that, too, when I'm still rolling around those last minutes in bed. We'll have our thing. All right. Well, we we leave you saying, as we always do, to think about it. Talk about it. We'll We'll see see you you next week. week.